0: Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors to hear about what they are learning, what they are teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm Pastor Nate. Welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I've got a few special guests with me today. I've got Pastor Rob from the Dover location and Timmy Ramsdell. The uh, Dover location administrator—is that how you pronounce it?
0: That's good. Yeah. What it's do you
1: fine. want? How do you want me to pronounce it?
2: Ramsdale. Just, that was just a funny inflection. Ramsdale.
0: Ramsdale. Ramsdale. Yeah,
1: I guess.
2: Rams. Welcome to Ramsdale Lane.
1: Sorry, I do try <laughs> to memorize people's uh, pronunciations. So, for instance, a lot of people pronounce it the Kegama family, but it's Kagema. No way, the Kagema family.
2: I do that one wrong for sure. Yeah, so
1: you just learn. Sorry, Hannah. So, uh, so could you give me?
0: <laughs> I say Ramsdale. Oh, if it's Ramsdale, I, I just
1: don't know. added an inflection because um, I yeah. was excited. <laughs> Timmy <Tell laughs> Ramsdale, come on down.
2: Are you ready to rumble? <laughs>
1: yeah. The my name is Gonye. Everybody's been saying it wrong forever. <laughs> <laughs> You um, from the stage, from the pulpit. Yeah, <laughs> been saying so. Long, just no. moments ago, uh, Tammy was crying in my office. So, um, thanks. My my longtime <laughs> companion, my dog Tootie, is joining us in the office today, and uh, we have a vet visit here in a couple of hours, and so she might go. I'd say to meet her maker, but theologically, I believe dogs are soulless. <laughs> so she's you can just make me cry going... more. <laughs> <laughs> she's just going to... Anyway, Tootie is my dog. She's hanging out here in the office with us too. She's... I think she's napping.
2: No, she's looking right at me.
1: Staring deep into your soul. Somebody... So she... Uh... Yeah, she's 14 years old and she just kind of took a bad turn this week. So we're bringing her to the vet and likely that's what's going on with that. So anyway, just wanted to include you in on all the (laughs) random sobs or if the dog, the dog can snore. So she might start snoring here and she does talk in her sleep too. So that could happen. I I also
2: snore. So we'll distinguish if you hear snoring, somebody will say who it is.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that's what's going on in our life and- Obviously, I process and grieve differently than most. <laughs> He's sitting the, here smiling. I want you all to know that. <laughs> just, I don't know. I think it's, it's just not, nothing I can do about it at this point. Um, but uh, the boys asked me today, because I, yeah, you know, the one of the boys asked me in the car ride today, Dad, you, are you going to cry? And I said, I probably will. But at the same time, like, my, I did all my crying for pets when I was in middle school. So, my, my you know, 2 is my favorite dog all the time. But when I was in sixth grade, my favorite dog all the time got hit by a car. Uh. And then that summer, we got a puppy. I bought a puppy with my own money and it drowned like uh. four days later, like three days later. And so, I did all my crying for animals That's in sixth sad. grade. And so, me. yeah, it was a,
0: were you baptizing?
1: <laughs> uh, baptism of suffering. That was the baptism oh, okay. that I was living through. Not baptism practice. No, God. what happened was so we were we were on a family vacation at the lake. And so my uncle was also renting a house, like 10 houses down in the same lake in Maine. And um, the the puppy fell off the dock oh. when oh. Um, one of my parents was reading a book and didn't realize. And so, yeah, I was... Man, that was a fun vacation. Wow. Oh, that's so was sad. Was that like first day? Mm, it was probably like the No, it was like the third or fourth day of the vacation. So I, I only had the dog a little bit, like three or four days. So it was a little, tiny little little puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So then we, we got a dog from the pound like two days after that. And I'm like, I'll never love you. No, i just <laughs> <laughs> We had that dog forever. So if you knew me, if anybody was... uh. In U-turn, when I first started that dog, Jasper, that was the one that replaced the dog that drowned. So, anyway, Tootie, 14 years old, that's the longest long I've ever time. had a dog. Yeah. So she's been great. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of good memories. And when we lived in Rochester, we had this, um, it was like a five-foot. High, five and a half foot high concrete wall in the backyard, like separating the two different neighbors. Their, their, their lot was higher than our lot. So that whole street had that. Well, she, we had a fence in the backyard, but Tootie would jump the concrete fence and she'd run through Rochester for sometimes hours. And the, the, the dog catcher knew her by name. And the day the dog catcher finally caught her, because she used to like, your dog's loose. And Michelle would look and be like, no, she's right here. She'd be in the kitchen panting, like mocking the <laughs> dog catcher. She's right here. And then so when the dog catcher finally caught her, oh, she was so happy. So happy. And then when we lived in Summersworth, she'd get loose sometimes too. And people are afraid because she's a pit bull. People are afraid of pit bulls. Mm-hmm. And um, the D never bit a person despite my best efforts. She, (laughs) she, um, she get loose. And so one time the police knock on the door, Your dogs loose again. And again, Michelle looks around. She's like, no, my dog's right here. Well, there's another dog, another pit bull in that neighborhood that was loose all the time. And so they would knock on the door. I remember one time, it's like one in the morning, we've got your dog. And I'm like, you do? How? And then like, uh, and so I'm all confused, you know, it's late, there's the police, there's shining lights, It's a big ordeal. And then I had the dog, she was at the house. So anyway, those are all my dog stories for now. Baptism of suffering, there we go. Yeah, this, <laughs> this whole
2: podcast is in honor of Tootie.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: in, in honor. To- dogs, love yep. dogs. I've
1: had her longer than my children
2: you've had her for as long as I've known you, which I think is like at least 14 years. Like I feel like it's been, it's been about that long.
1: Yeah. She had a brother too. A lot of people don't know. I not I'm know not going to share And people are going to hate me I share all these <laughs> pets have passed away. Uh, but she had a brother and her brother passed away. He just, it, it, someone told me, Oh, someone in the church, their dog just had surgery and they, had to take a belt out of the dog's stomach, Ugh. and it was like had all these big like metal Ugh. sequins on it. Anyway, that's what Bowser used to do. He used to just eat stuff. He just eat fabric, eat blankets. <laughs> he just eat stuff. It was insane. <laughs> and so anyway, he, he he had an emergency surgery, and he didn't he didn't live through it. But oh, they pulled man. out like socks and. Oh fabric and he was just a regular he, he was like it was like a regular dryer it just you take it apart and you find all your old or like the vacuum after
2: your kids
0: vacuum
1: the house yeah
2: yeah
0: oh that's what i was missing thank you
2: yeah, yeah. or a shark after it takes a limb or something
1: yeah so that good comparison sorry. yeah i mean that was uh good time lots of Lots of memories. Well, let's jump into the podcast. I think I've reminisced enough. Yeah, Holy Spirit, activate. <laughs> let's do it. Um, Tammy's done. Cry- uh, she was done crying, so she looked at the dog again. So,
0: <laughs> just making sure she's still breathing.
1: <laughs> oh, you mean she, she's going to make it through the podcast? Okay. No problem. Uh, she'll make it through. No problem. Let's do it. Just relaxing, enjoying. So we talked about <laughs> two baptisms this
2: Sunday. Right. We talked about two different ones. One was a false doctrine that was built off of another doctrine that was false, right? That that was kind of man made. And then we talked about a second doctrine, which is the doctrine of suffering. Or, or the baptism of suffering, right? That that right. was personally I don't think I've ever really heard of before. The other one, um, which I'm not saying is it's wrong. I'm just saying like it's like I think you mentioned nobody ever really preaches about it. Yeah. Um, And so I guess how did, when preparing for this series, um, how did you decide that these are the two things that you wanted to talk about and why?
1: So we, originally it was a two-week series. And then usually maybe like a month before this series, I'll do just some initial research, just maybe finding a few sources or clarifying an idea. So it's not a lot, maybe two or three hours. And in that I saw baptism of blood and I'm like, Oh, baptism of blood. I never, and, and, and baptism of suffering. I think they might've been, it might've been an article talking about the two and I'm like, well, I'll add a third week and we'll talk through that. So then it was my plan to talk about, baptism of blood in regards to suffering. But then when I actually started studying it, I was like, oh, wait a minute. This is a Catholic doctrine that's about salvation. So then it was a choice. Well, do I just take it out? Just don't even talk about it and just do baptism of suffering. Um, And then ultimately, I figured it was good to do probably good to do some teaching because there is a lot of salvation belief surrounding all of these baptisms so there are you know i think there are some who would say without the baptism of the holy spirit there are probably some denominations or churches that believe that without the baptism of the holy spirit you're not saved there's probably some who believe mm-hmm. that um there's definitely some who who believe water baptism, we've talked about that. And then and then the baptism of blood, like use, using it to solve a crisis. Oh, they didn't get baptized. What do we do? How can we declare they went to hell? And so the other thing they have is um, baptism of desire, which I didn't throw in there. But so if you, if you, gave your life to Jesus, but didn't get a water baptized and didn't get martyred, but you still died. If you desired to be water baptized, that counts too. So that gives you justification. That gives you forgiveness of your sins as well. So they have three, they have two additional doctrines in case you didn't get water baptized
0: and this is under the catholicism
1: yeah, oh. primarily so i don't know like russian orthodox greek orthodox lutheran um i don't know where all, they all stand on that but most of your reading is roman catholic but i'm sure probably a lot of them are pretty similar armenianism um um what's the uh, the coptic church they probably all believe Similarly, but I'm not But I'm not 100% sure.
0: So under Catholicism, you have um, baptism by water as a baby. And then when someone like you have um, baptism by blood, is that how they got their saints? So like when you have your disciples that were all martyred, um, is that how you would receive sainthood because you so were baptized there's a in bunch blood? Of,
1: there's a few qualifications for sainthood. You have to have... Because uh, Mother Teresa is a, has been sainted, I'm pretty sure, and so she wasn't martyred; mm-hmm. she died of old age. One of the qualifications for sainthood is you have to have a doc you have to have documented miracles. So you think about jolly old Saint Nicholas, missionary, miracle worker. Like there's miracles the Saint uh, I mean attributed the fact that him. he can get
2: through a chimney, yeah.
1: yeah, any chimney,
2: and around the world. I mean, just leave that there.
0: Yeah,
1: so um, Saint Patrick, who you know we celebrate a lot of people don't know these were followers of Jesus who did have God did use in a miracle or many many more, and so that's one of the one of the qualifications. So martyrdom is not necessary, but sometimes it probably helps. you know, it brings them to attention.
2: What do you think the benefit of speaking about all of these, all these different types of baptisms is for the church? Like what's, you know, why, why do it?
1: Well, so baptism of fire, we want people to experience that. And one thing I was thinking about this week is, you know, we're not the only church or denomination in the area that believes this. So I was talking with two professors from Gordon-Conwell. They're an independent Christian liberal arts school, Mm -hmm. but they're talking about spiritual gifts and baptism of the Holy Spirit at their school. Um, There is a charismatic Catholic church in Rochester. If you go to that Catholic church for that service, they'll speak in tongues at that Catholic church in that service. Um, There are sometimes... You'll have a Baptist pastor. And so the church hasn't experienced it, but the pastor has, that's all pretty common. But so we, anyway, we talk about that because it's in the Bible. God has it to offer it for us and we can be afraid or we can disregard it. And so we're trying to break down fear and trying to give opportunity for people to get everything that God wants. Um, and we have had some, at least one person filled with the Holy spirit in the last two weeks, they told me yesterday and it was three in the morning, uh, in their bedroom. And, um, so that
2: happened here in the last couple of weeks. I have kind of an encouraging story that happened at worship night. Um, if I can share that. Yeah, please. Um, so the staff was kind of called up to the front of the room and and we were asked to, to pray. Um, over pe- anybody that came up and, and a certain family came up, um, and, and asked, you know, my wife and I to pray over, over their kid. Um, and so my wife kind of took the lead on it and I was kind of support praying and just praying in tongues over this little boy. Um, and I got a call later on that night where I got a text basically. And, and the, and the text said, were you praying in tongues over my kid? And i was like oh no this is gonna be weird i'm sorry like <laughs> yes <laughs> and then he's like i didn't hear you saying anything in another language and like so i was like call me <laughs> and uh and so he called me and he was like um i was talking to my wife about how i've never heard anybody speak in tongues before and he was like uh And he was, and his wife kind of was like trying to be like, I've spoken in tongues around you before. Like I've, you've definitely heard it. And he's like, I've never heard you say anything in tongues. I've under, like, like, and they've just, there's just always been this point of contention where it's like, she's saying one thing and he's like, I don't think you're telling me the truth here. And then she was like, yeah, well, pastor Rob was speaking over our kid tonight in tongues. And he was like, no, he wasn't. And, and so he called me and I was like, and kind of told me that. And I was like, no way, man, what was I saying? (laughs) Like, tell me what I was saying. And he said, you were praying protection over my kid. You were, you were praying that, that he would be safe, like just protection over him entirely. Um, and, and that was what was on my heart as I was, as I was speaking. And I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) Like, and, and, uh, I've never, I've never heard, of anybody, like I've, I've always kind of wondered what that looked like as a gift, like how, how interpretation of tongues would look, um, and, or sound like, or what that would feel like if I was used as an interpreter of somebody else's, you know, speaking out in a, in a congregation and stuff. Um, and, but I've never thought of it as like, he, he kind of described himself as somebody who has always learned through, um, he, he was, I guess he's because of certain uh, like learning disabilities. I, I, he, the guy is not stupid or dumb or whatever, but like he just had to learn a little bit differently. And so he had to learn concepts of words and things like that before, before other things. And so when people speak in tongues, he said he, he understands concepts of what they're be, what's being said. Um, and so it, it's not like somebody speaks in tongues, you hear, hear it. And then you're just like, Oh God. Okay. That's what it means. You know what I mean? It was like, he just heard it, <laughs> which I felt right. like lines up with, with acts too. Right. Like people are hearing it in their own language. Right. Um, Which I think was really cool. And it was encouraging to me uh, to, to just kind of know that like, so, so I've been part of multiple different churches where some people believe in it and some people don't. And I know that it's happened to me, but there's always kind of been like this, I know I've said this one before, like, I know I've said this before, like, is this, like, I- is it just me? But like, I'll continue to like speak it in faith and like that kind of thing and kind of follow like do what I think is is right according to the Bible and following the Holy Spirit and, and, and where I think he's leading me to pray and things like that. And it was just really encouraging to me for him to be like, no, you were doing this. You were definitely yeah. speaking words of protection over my kid. Um, and and so I don't know I just thought that was like the coolest thing yeah <laughs> that's, I I that happened been a really yeah. long time to me
1: that is amazing um,
2: yeah so as encouragement to all of anybody listening and um you know that's all I thought that was awesome yeah.
0: I love that because like it edified you like like you just said like I' doubt myself sometimes when I speak because I feel like even I doubt myself like because I feel like I repeat myself a lot when I pray in tongues. And I think like to know that God was, it's real yeah and it was using you and you didn't know what you were saying, but he needed to hear what you were saying as well. And it's just funny how like the body of Christ will build each other up and God uses each of us.
2: Yeah. I thought it was cool for me when I, when it happens, it's more of like a, I don't know what the words are that I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but like, I, I understand the feeling that is being like, like what I'm trying to say basically. And so it was just really cool to be able to confirm, like that's what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yep. I was definitely praying for protection over this boy.
0: Yeah, that's exciting.
2: Um, it was really cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm very encouraged and kind of pumped <laughs> about it. Like you know,
1: a, a little bit of, of teaching because I think there's other people who feel like you guys just did when you receive the the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues. For many people, that can be like a pretty supernatural moment. So the the guy who got baptized in this room a few weeks ago, he said, I was praying and then all of a sudden I realized I wasn't praying in English. So it just kind of happened. He didn't really realize. For me, I was a little kid. I just kind of saw a word on the, 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 the picture of my mind like I could read it. I just begin to say it what I'd encourage everybody to do because we kind of want it to be like that first moment or we don't want to repeat ourselves, but just keep repeating yourself. God will backfill it supernaturally at other Mm -hmm. times as you're just obedient and just daily taking time to pray that way. Um, But also it doesn't lose its meaning, right? So there's sometimes I say to my wife, I love you and there's a lot of emotion behind it. And then sometimes I say it because... I'm just a reminder and sometimes I say it because I just want to make sure I don't forget to say it. And but they all are important and I don't want to stop saying it because well, I'm always repeat myself. Uh, I have already said these words before. No, we, we so just keep that as part of your mm-hmm. as part of your practice and don't cuz the enemy wants to shut you up from I, praying it. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try to convince you that you're you're making it up or you've said it all before but mm-hmm. but go for it that's cool that's awesome i love that yeah. story i thought it
2: was really cool too yeah and thank you for that
1: there's a lot of good i think there was a the worship night was pretty fun we had um even the sunday morning service we had more baptisms mm. uh, we had people some people come pretty tearfully to the altar on sunday morning a lot of different prayer times on on worship night.
2: Beautiful pictures oh, of
1: like generation generational like
2: like faithfulness and 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 the culmination of faithfulness. Like I thought, you know, there was just a a wonderful older man in the church that that was down at the altar at worship night, and his great grandkid came up right next to him and put his arm around him, and it was like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And how I don't know how I'm gonna start crying, but like it was beautiful. Like it kind of just wrecked me right there. Uh, uh-huh. It was, yeah. it was it beautiful. Was awesome. It was a beautiful night. It really was. Yeah, it's
1: so good. So good. So then we did baptism. We have I, I, I probably really haven't taught about baptism since probably I was leading U-turn. So we've. I mean, we've taught on it, but we've never done a whole Sunday on it. Mm-hmm. So we did that, trying to answer questions and trying to help people. We, You know, there's always, there's probably, I don't know, but there's people I know at the church who've been Christian for 20 years, 30 years, and they've never been water baptized. So there was definitely a message to get them to come on, get kind of get over your yourself, let's. Let's take this step.
2: I thought that was this was really cool like to have baptism Sunday and then a, and then teaching on baptism and then it again. Like it's almost like <laughs> I don't know at the end of Sunday I was like can we just keep the baptism Sundays going like yeah, this I thought is it was great good. for sure but well, um, we can have people sign up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put the sign up out there. <laughs> I just think it's really cool. It's it's a cool kind of like wave to ride where it's just like people want to follow and
1: in the Dover location. So the, the baptism two weeks ago, two uh, uh, brother and sister got water baptized. Mm-hmm. And so the mom got water baptized this week. And so it was cool, her testimony. And she said, my son got baptized last week. After he was baptized, he came and sat next to me and said, mom, it's your turn now. <laughs> and so then that was her kicking the pants mm-hmm. to, to take that step. Yeah. But I, I always love when kids lead the family or, or not lead the family, but push and drive the family. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. It's so awesome.
0: It's a testimony to show that kids are a witness. Yeah. You know, to not be silenced and let them do what they need to do. Cause God's still calling them, you know?
2: And, yeah. and it's beautiful to see like having them out there, how encouraging I know it is to kids when they have, when they have those parents get baptized, but like a baptism is is part of your testimony. It's 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 a visual, exciting thing for people to witness and spur them on in their own faith. Um, I think that's just another part of baptism that's that kind of like pushes other people along and encourages. Like it's edifying to the body. Like hey, be obedient, follow after. You know, follow after Jesus. Like that feeling in your heart. I'm following it. Follow with me. You know, like just that encouragement. And I think that it's really cool that the kids get to see it they get to see that excitement and be part of it and, and kind of start to have those questions in their heart. Hey, what is baptism? You know, it, can I do it? Um, is it something that I want to do? You know, all that kind of stuff. I think that it's really cool to have them see it and be part of it and and be encouraged by it and kind of just start them along in that, that journey, that journey of faith. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just a fun part of kids church.
1: I thought yeah. of another insider testimony. It wasn't shared on Sunday. When I was a freshman in high school, um, I, you know, one of my friends, we end up sitting next to each other in honors English. And at some point in that school year, he, you know, we'd, we'd talk about Jesus, whatever. And I remember him calling me on our landline phone after school one day. He said, I did that. I said, what did you do? He said, I prayed that prayer. And I said, the prayer, giving your life to Jesus? He said, yeah, I prayed that prayer. And I was like, oh, man, that's so awesome. You got to come to church with me. And for the next four years, he could only come to church with me on Christmas. So if I was in a Christmas play, his mom would let him come to church with me because she was just so afraid we were a cult or Jehovah's Witness. She would not let him go to church with me. And I was always so brokenhearted about that. But anyway, he did see me play Gabriel at least a few times. (laughs) And he, and so, you know, fast forward, I leave, I go to college and, you know, I probably a little bit brokenhearted that my friend alleged the Lord, I never really could get him connected in with church. And his wife was one of the people water baptized this week. So go back a few years in 2010, we launched Dover location. He's now married. And she makes posts about Jesus. Like, we're friends on Facebook. I haven't really met her, but she's making posts about Jesus. And so I ended up sending a message in 2009, like, hey, are you a Christian? Yeah. Where do you go to church? I don't go to church. Oh, we're starting a location in Dover. You should come. They came for about six weeks, and I was so pumped, and then left. And years go by. I don't know what's going on. Then they'd show up. He showed up at Kem Rock Sunday, and then—, I, and then a couple more years go by. Finally, she starts coming, and he starts coming too. They're bringing their kids, and here she is now, water baptized on Sunday. And that's a long journey from yeah, freshman was- year for me was nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety six. So and we get married. <laughs> yeah, and. I think, I don't know. It's just awesome. It's just awesome to finally. It's really cool to see God
2: move in people's lives, like big picture, right? Like you were part of that from the very beginning. And it's like, you felt, you probably went through these times, like where, you know, where was, you know, what happened to this guy? Like, God, I pray that you're still doing something in his life, you know, like that kind of stuff. And he was the whole time, you know, like setting up for his timing and like, all of these things to fall in place and now it's not just that person, it's it's now his whole family. And and oh. it's it's just beautiful. It's 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 one of those things that just makes you be in awe of God and just trust him more in all of those difficult situations where you don't see him working, where you can't see it, but he's doing it.
1: You Galatians know? five, yeah. don't grow weary and well doing for in due time you will reap if you faint not. Mm-hmm. And longevities of well, longevity is a personal core value of mine. I've been at the church 36 years. I've been a pastor 19 and a half years here. I I want to be here long enough to see the people who walked away from the Lord walk back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it gives people hope too that like when you pray for people, God is working. He does here. And just because it doesn't happen within that week or that year... You know, it may take 20 years, but don't stop.
1: One of the, when I was leading U-turn, one of the teenagers that came to Christ, she was probably 14 and 15 years old. She came for those two years, 14 and 15, and then vanished. Like sometimes they do. Mm -hmm. She's no Christian family. She was just the one believer. Ends up coming back a few years ago and then was at worship night with her three kids on Sunday night. So you that that little the the young blonde girl standing next to Michelle and I, I think that was her, her kid, and being able to pray with her and it's super encouraging. Through don't give up
2: through the through like the the baptism of suffering, you know, it's it's really encouraging through those moments to be able to take that step back and see God moving. Hearing stories like that, because I mean, that's the stuff that you need when you're at your lowest, like right now like if you're in that moment it's like a i can't see god moving in my life. Okay. It's the encouragement of god is moving in your life regardless of what's happening and you will find that place i think you ended your sermon on it where it will end in god's glory. You yeah. know, you remain faithful, you remain enduring, running that race with endurance and and you and it, it's going
1: to glorify god and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And it's a light and momentary affliction. It never feels like it at the time. So if you're a marathon runner, I'm not. But if you're a marathon runner, that's a miserable 26 point whatever miles. Your body locks up, you get injuries, your toenails fall off, your nipples bleed. And it's just brutal. It's brutal. I mean, that's what happens. And then you have to soil yourself while you're running because I mean, it's bad. It's like, why would anybody want to run? But yet it ends. And then a lot of people sign up for another one, <laughs> right? Because the glory of the finish line, the glory of the accomplishment, the glory, I have a friend who did an ultra marathon, a 50 miler and he's done a few triathlons and, I've got another friend doing a triathlon. He, I was supposed to meet with him and he said, Hey, can I reschedule? I crashed my bike on mile 52 and I'm, I'm really sore and hurting. And I end up calling him. I'm like, Did You say mile 52? You were on mile 52 of your bike ride? This is what you're doing for training, for fun? And, but it's the, yeah, it's that glory, it's that future. Come on in, Johnny. We're being visited by guest host, Johnny Fredette. He's good. Mom's staring at the door like, where is he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's not permanent. Whatever suffering we're in and the suffering of persecution. So we're going into an end time series predictive text. And that is nothing to look forward to. The persecution, the pain, the horror that will be on Earth, um, but even that, it's momentary.
2: Especially in light of eternity, like, right. right? Where we're all going to be just worshiping God in a place where we're building and and being the people that that He created us to be. Um, and that the glory of that, knowing that that's where we're going to end up, that's where we're going to be, is just like it's all just momentary right and it's it's can and endure for just one more you know just like just yeah. a little bit longer
1: in this um in th- in this sorry we're being entertained by a <laughs> little monkey <laughs> In what was I gonna say the, sorry the um my son's trying to touch the microphone tell me where you're talking about
0: times god's glory
2: yeah predictive text is what you were talking about mm. and being and he's like <laughs>
0: nothing <laughs> i'm excited Sorry. for that series
1: yeah, yeah it'll be it'll be good
0: we'll open up a lot of questions i think
1: yeah the Touch. part of it right so anyway we'll have a lot to talk about the next few weeks of from that but it's uh oh here's what i was gonna say Sorry, heaven and hell. So we look at this earth, our suffering right now, you know, we're going through hell. It is a sandals resort with a butler compared to hell. Mm -hmm. So it is when we talk about suffering being light and it's light compared to the horrors of eternal damnation. So if we ever think about bailing out on Jesus because it's too painful, it's too hard. Um, you got to think through that no this is momentary there's a glory to follow again back to that Galatians five if we if we faint not if we don't give up oh never
2: never ever stop yeah and I think it's it's also super important you did touch on it Sunday about how there's all these people that are that are saying yes to Jesus and 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 getting baptized and following after him and it's not it's not just going to be butterflies and roses, right? Like that's what this past Sunday message was, was a lot of, of it, that's what it was about. It was, you're not signing up for just butterflies and roses. Like it's going to, your life is going to be your life. And sometimes there's hardships. Sometimes there's a lot of stuff that happens and, and the, the best thing about it, the good thing about it, what you're signing up for is that you're not going to be in it alone, right? Like Jesus is with you. You, you have support. You you get yourself connected to a family a group of people that love you and, and love like Jesus loved and, and you, you're not alone. So like, if you find yourself in that place where you are going through that moment or that, that time, lean on, lean on your church, lean on your people, uh, lean on, lean on. And if you don't have those people reach out, right? Like, like you don't have to do it alone. You can be, you, you should be encouraged and know that there are other people going through that same stuff. And, and that, we care about you guys just as much as like, if it was us and we were going through it, you know, like we, we want to make sure you're not alone. That's all. So please know that if you're listening to this and, and, and you do need that type of encouragement and you feel like you're alone, reach out to people because it, to me, to Pastor Nate, to Tammy, like we'll, we'll either get you connected with people that, that can help or, or we will be those people. So like for sure, I just want to be, let you know you're not alone. Yeah. We'll be with you in the race as well. Cause we need people when it's our turns. you know?
1: So don't give up. That's right. And Jesus promises life and life to the overflow. Um, so that doesn't mean every day being a Christian is miserable. We don't want to believe that either. The, the joy of serving God, even in the midst of persecution, is a great joy. Yeah. And, um, and God has a lot of great, amazing things for us, so we just make sure we're committed and consistent in that. Um, any uh, other final thoughts from you guys? I love
2: the series. I thought the series was great. I thought it was it was enlightening. It was it, it brought out every, like a lot of different things. It, it shed light into places where where people were could have been hiding in their own faith, and I thought that it it called people out and it, and it brought people in back or into a place of obedience, you know, especially with, with baptism and, and in baptism in the Holy spirit, like it just brings up all those questions and make sure that you're not just sliding, you know, you're not just gliding through You're Hey, make sure you're being obedient, you know, make sure you're, you're following after Jesus the way that you said you were going to, when you started like kind of keeping people in check. I think it, it's, I I love the series. I thought it was really great. And I think that everybody reacted really well to it and uh, just good things. (laughs) Sorry, my kid's now trying to leave.
0: (laughs) I think the month of um, September has been a really good month here at Restoration. I feel like we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of breakthroughs. Um, There's been a lot of growth between First Steps and you you had a lot of baptisms. It's just, there's a lot going on. But it's all good, a lot of growth. yeah and I think going into the next three months it's going to get even busier and it's going to be even more. yeah and a lot of good things coming.
1: Amen amen a lot of good things coming uh, book recommendation I've got one you guys to think through. so there's um, an autobiography Tortured for Christ that I recommend uh, this guy. Richard Wormbrand. he was in a communist prison for thirteen years, I think, just absolutely tortured, trying to get him to deny his faith. Because if they can get him to deny it, then those who are under his leadership, then they'll bail out. But he never, he never, he never denied it. He never gave up, and eventually, he was released. Um, but that would be a great book um, to help you just process. Jesus, am I willing to follow you no matter what? Will I follow you if all of culture turns against Christianity as they're trying to craft it to do? Am I still going to follow you? And so that's a book recommendation. Anything you guys want to add in on that? On any of the
2: books? Just wanted to make sure that this podcast remain dedicated to Tootie Garnier. That's all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good old Tootie. We love I can't you, Tootie. remember if she had a middle name or not.
2: <laughs> Wrapping it up full circle. Yeah. We love you Tootie.
0: <laughs> what's, her, what's her last meal going to be?
1: Oh, whatever she ate this morning.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever's
2: at the bottom of, <laughs>
1: of my truck. <laughs> uh, she probably ate the other dog's food, which she's allergic to. Oh, but it, you could eat the one that you're not allergic to, or you could eat the one that you are allergic to. Your choice. Well, I'll stare at the bowl full of food I'm not <laughs> allergic to, and as soon as I get the chance, I'll eat it. But she probably didn't even eat today. She, uh, yeah, she's nearing the end, an hour and a half to be exact.
0: <laughs> oh man. Aww.
1: She's getting hugs
2: right after this podcast. <laughs> That's kidding. what's
0: going
1: on. Absolutely. I mean, I brought her to church today. She's got a nice blanket where or a nice uh, pillow where we're having a good time. Just like when she was a puppy and she used to come to my office in Barrington and hang out. She she I, I don't know if all bulls do this, but the frog leg laying down, we they lay down and their back legs are sticking out behind them yes. like a frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She used to do it all the time. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. So anyway, thank you, Tootie, for a great, all these great memories. Yeah. And yeah.
0: We'll see you in heaven. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bye.